Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Okay, so my name is Altea. I am a light language channeler. Um, I do psychic work. I do energy work. I've been in this line of work for many years now. Um, I don't really like, <laughs> I find it difficult when I get asked you know, to define myself because I try to stay outside the, you know, the identity and the definition and the words. And sometimes the English language can be a little bit limiting in those aspects. But um, I generally work with a modality that is light language, um, which works, you know, on the DNA structure, on the subconscious mind. It assists in healing. I do chakra aligning and balancing. I do Akashic clearing. Um, I do workshop. I train people to become channelers as well and to step into their own um, psychic gifts and intuitions. Um, and I also hold workshops in person, but yeah, I mainly work online. So that's kind of like a little bit of what I do in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And how did you begin your journey? So I started from a very young age. I started having psychic and prophetic dreaming. And I would like kind of have these dreams and then they would come true. I come from a long lineage of witches. My mom's psychic and my grandma's psychic. She's recently passed on, but she still assists me and helps me. They don't do psychic work per se, but it is something that's been in my family. So I had it a lot when I was very young. I, You know, the classical things, I couldn't sleep at night because there were shadows in my room and I was speaking to people and, you know, all the things that kind of like sometimes kids have and I would speak up about it, but then I would, you know, people would be like, you know, my parents or just, um, you know, saying to me, no, you're just a child, like it's not true. So I kind of shut it away. And then I started with tarot work at around like 15, 16 and I kept on doing that throughout, but I really started opening up when I started doing my um, Reiki, which was around 24 years old. Um, I'm 32 now. So I went to Reiki healing for about five years um, once a month, so very, very diligently, and then I eventually took my attunements. Um, and I opened my own business, my light language opened and activated in also between 2018 and 2019. I had um, uh, almost like a near-death experience uh, in 2018 as well, which also contributed to kind of like switching my perception. Um, and yeah, and I guess from there, I started like, uh, you know, connecting more to my guides. I moved my whole business online with, you know, the pandemic because I had a studio, but obviously that had to close down because I couldn't really be seeing people. Um, and then when I started with the light language in 2018, I started my YouTube channel. Um, <laughs> there were maybe like a hundred light language channelers out there. Now there's like tens of thousands of them. Um, so it's kind of like become quite a diffused healing modality, um, which I think is beautiful. It's a new technology that's coming through and assisting people. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of like how I got into it. Um, I then started like developing 
you know, as as I worked through my own issues and kind of like experiences and as an individual, I started assisting more on that level. So um, I was in an abusive relationship when I was pregnant um, a few years ago, and then I was able to get out of that. And then as I got out of that, women who'd just come out of abusive relationships would come to me for help. So I kind of used my own experience and understanding um, and then built on that. And it's still what I'm doing now. Like I'll have astral experiences or I'll channel messages and things will happen to me. Like I'm still also, you know, I'm working on myself and then I'll share it on a collective level and then you know that that'll help people so that's kind of like in and also a little bit like shortened version of um my my experience in the past few years and how I started connecting with this world um I would say like I had one of my first ET contacts maybe back in 2017 also, but from when I was like nine or 10, I always knew that I actually, um, you know, I would look at the stars and I think when I was 12, I saw an interview with someone that said that um, they were, they came from Pleiades and then I knew and I was like, okay, that, that's where I'm also from. So I was like a 12 year old who was like, you know, thinking these things. And then when my channel really opened and I started downloading information consistently that's when kind of like all the dots connected for me and I started connecting to my higher self through to these different versions of my higher self that I have that you know are helping me and assisting me um in my collective work right now as well wow <laughs> it's really um beautiful that the firsthand experience like you experienced you know whatever circumstances or situations you did and then that allowed you to then connect with others experiencing and help them through the situation. It's like everything in life serves purpose. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. You were going to say something? Yeah. Um, it was just really cool to see the outline of having when you first started your journey and not knowing, just thinking on the grander scale, a little bit similar to what Jericho was sharing, how not knowing from where we begin, where it ends up taking us. So it's really beautiful to hear how, you came to be where you are today in your work and the continuation of that journey and how it continues to evolve for the betterment of yourself, but also to help serve the collective. And uh, which brings me to my question about your grid work. If you can elaborate a little bit as to how would you define that and what does that look like for you? Okay. So I get sent in specific places like, earth places like to like either events or specific like nature places or forests and whatnot and then what I'll do is I'll channel code so I will tap into like my crystalline body and my light body and then I'll start downloading code and then what I'll do I mean I do grid work every time I'm channeling so if you look at how I'm moving my hands, I, it's kind of like the way I see it is kind of like the, the the code of light comes in, comes through into my fingers, and then it gets anchored into the collective grid. I'll work on specific ley lines as well of the earth, but I'll generally work on kind of like the structure that I'm seeing. So you see with me, I see through the quantum realm. So with my vision, not well, I see with my third eye, but I also see with my vision, I can tune in and out of it. So for me, I'll always be seeing kind of like the grid structure. And the way again, how I understand it is the way that the light language comes in, it anchors in the grid, and then it raises the, vi raises the vibration of it on a collective level. So um, it's different when I'm channeling 
um, you know, like uh, on a screen or doing the work, it's still anchoring in that way or when I'm sent to a specific area to channel um, and to work. But generally what happens when I'm working in big spaces and on a lot of people, I get sent to do um a collective work on like groups so they say to me okay go to this event um and then you know between like 7 and 9 p.m then I'll, I'll open channel i'll start working and my whole channel kind of like becomes one big huge um chakra vortex crystalline system and what happens is i take in people's lower vibrational frequency things and traumas and i convert them and transmute them and i send them up into the light so that's kind of like um what it is that i do when i work on the grid um and yeah and for people so it's basically the grid of the earth plane in assisting raising its vibration. Yeah. And how does that look in terms of um, being able to take on that energy and transmuting it without um, taking it on personally and it impacting you? Yeah, it's a lot of structure. It's a lot of discipline. I'm very structured. I'm very disciplined. have a lot of gridding in place. My personal life is very in alignment with what I do, with who I am. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't lie. I don't drink coffee. I don't. It's like it's it's a lot of work um, to be able to maintain. I was told about two and a half years ago when I started when my collective was starting getting bigger. I was told by my guides to actually go to gym. And well, I was already going to gym, but to put on weight on my shoulders and on my chest in order to be able to withstand the power of the channel that would be coming through my heart center, because now I was having two, three hundred people on my lives. Now I need to channel for all those people. I need to be physically strong and fit. So there's a lot of there's a lot of nuance and textures that go into my work to make me able to do what I do now. I always stay in a space of compassionate non-attachment. I don't really ever attach to anything, actually, um, especially like the clients, you know, with their stories. I listen to them, but I always come back with objective observations and conclusions. I don't work on my family members. I send them to someone else <laughs> because it's a little bit harder to be in, uh, you know, non-attachment when yeah. you're working with them. But I'm I, to answer your question, I'm able to not take on what I do because I'm very well structured and formed and grounded within my practice, within my craft, within what it is that I do. If you look, there's a lot of channelers out there who are channeling, but they're not grounded, they're not anchored, they're up here the whole time. I'm very rooted down here. This is also why my hair is this color. It helps me stay grounded. It helps me stay rooted. So... Everything that I do, um, I do consciously, whether it's eating an apple or speaking to you or writing something down, okay? And I try to always stay as focused and anchored in the moment as I can in order for me to be in a space where the choices that I make are always for the highest alignment. Now, I wanted to go back to what you had said about um, being able with, you know, like aside from your third eye, but your physical eyes, um, seeing the grid or being able to see like into that field of energy. What does that look like if you can describe it? Because I and I asked this for like myself and also maybe anybody listening who might see things and then either be discouraged because other people don't see it so they can be labeled as you know whatever they can be labeled as because they're seeing something that not everybody is physically seeing but it looks so real so like what does it look like for you and also how did you um 
did you work through becoming comfortable with what you were seeing or were you always just confident and comfortable? Um, no, it was very dramatic for me. I started seeing through the grid. Well, we always see through the grid. We just are not aware of it. So we can always see. We just, it, it's the perception switch that comes with it. Mine came without a warning. So I would be driving like normally and all of a sudden everything would collapse and reform. Buildings would start swaying. The road would start kind of like moving. It would be the same as if you would have taken some kind of psychedelic substance. That's kind of like what I was seeing. However, nature was always solid. So everything that moved was um, all the man-made things, if it makes sense. When I would see through the quantum realm and when I would see in the kind of like structure of nature, I would see the aura and I would see like the life force and whatnot. Please excuse me, I'll probably be clearing throughout. I was seeing the life force and whatnot, but um, it was still, it was static. So that's kind of like when it first started. And then I learned to kind of tune in and out. Um, now I just see it um, as a vibration, as a movement. So I see everything that's moving all the time, but I choose obviously to tune in and out of it. And sometimes when I tune and I look into the actual grid structure, the best way I can describe it, because uh, I've, people have asked me this many times, is if you have you seen the film Lucy by Luc Besson? With no. Scarlett Johansson. You haven't. Okay. It's quite a famous movie. There's basically this scene where she um, gets to access like 100% of her brain. Anyway, long story short, there's this scene where she's um, in a car and she starts seeing kind of like lines of information um, that go up and come up and down. And it, it looks literally like a grid. That's what it looks like. So that's if anyone's seen that movie, that's the best visual that I can give um, to describe it. But it's generally, yeah, kind of like a, a, a movement. Anyone who, who is comfortable with seeing auras won't really have much trouble seeing through the construct. Um, and as I said, everyone can do it. Everyone is psychic. Everyone has psychic intuition and abilities. It's just, you know, like exercise or like being good at something. You need to practice to get better at it. Yeah. Do you have any tips on how one can practice? I have a lot. <laughs> I actually have a, a masterclass just on channeling so that people can actually do it in a way that is safe, supported, and not, you know, like there, there's a lot of things that come with it. I would say priority would be shielding. Remember, guys, whenever I say shielding out of love, never out of fear, because if you're shielding out of fear, you're then going into polarity and actually, you know, it's being counterproductive to 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 where it is that you want to be. So, um, yeah, shielding, staying grounded and then practice, like whether it's meditation or open eye meditation, even with a candle. Um, there's a lot of different methods that you can do. Your psychic senses are connected to your five senses. So the seeing, hearing, feeling, smelling and touching. So going on to that, you can kind of understand and see where um you know, what direction you can go on. I think for clairvoyance is quite common. A lot of people see stuff in the third eye. So practicing meditation, color. And then, um, yeah, just just really also connecting and asking. A lot of the time people are like, oh, I want to do this. Why is it not happening? But are you asking? If you don't ask, you're not going to know, you know? Yeah, like building that relationship, having it be a two-way street. I really love that um, highlight because 
I find that just for myself, it's a good reminder. And I feel that that's very common. Um, usually having the direction being one way, but not having it be a reciprocal exchange. And in terms of when you first began this work, um, what did it look like? Cause I, um, from what you were saying that it was intense for you, um, and grounding in what you were experiencing so that you can then utilize it as part of your work. Um, was there a large amount of time spent or, um, a lot of trials and tribulations that came forward when kind of building up these tools to support you in, um, maintaining an objective view and, um, being a clear channel? Yeah. So they, everything was taken away from me. All my certainties, all my attachments, everything was taken away from me. I was, <laughs> I was in a space where I was fortunate enough to have a family, but I was um, in debt, so with no money. I was pregnant, no control over my body. Um, I was in an abusive relationship, so no control over that either, with no job. Um, so I had to release everything and I lost everything and then when I started working to on myself to an extent um everything started coming back but I had no attachment to it so I was given a very intense lessons throughout my lifetime I always say that I feel like I've lived a hundred lifetimes just in this one um and the reason being is because of the choices that, you know, and contracts that I had before coming here. And <laughs> with me, it was kind of like, I wouldn't have understood if it would have been in that way. I wouldn't be as good as I am now at what I do if I didn't have the experiences that were quite traumatic and intense in my life. Um, so I'm very grateful for every experience that I had. Um, and, you know, it's kind of like, you can only relate to a certain extent with someone's experience and understanding um if you haven't really had it yourself you can empathize and you can connect with it but you can relate more if you've had it yourself so um that was kind of like some of the you know intense experiences that I had I think when it comes to the grounding I learned from a very young age that you know when these gifts and things were coming through like that I had to ground I was fortunate enough to have like one or two friends at the time who had gone through a similar awakening process a year or two before me who helped me and guided me because now back in 2017, 2018, like I'm saying it like it seemed like a hundred years ago. It's not that long ago, but in, in awakening and ascension time, it's long. We've progressed a lot in the past, you know, four or five years or so. So I guess um, I always knew within my heart that I was supported and I always worked and acted out of my heart center, out of love, out of purity. And that's kind of like, in a way, what kept me going and to an extent protected as well. Yeah, it really highlights the power of love. Um, like, and what you've mentioned before, like shielding from the space of love, not fear. I think that was such an important highlight because it's really like which energy you're opening up to and what energy is going to support you through whatever it is that you're doing. Um, I did want to ask you, because you mentioned like not intaking caffeine, like being very intentional with what you do intake and stuff like that. And I know that some people use like psychedelics or um, weed is a big one to like open up their channels and connect further. So can you speak a little bit more on, you know, um, 
maybe why you choose not to or like how that can impact someone? So it's so funny. I I made a video on my YouTube channel just on plant medicine uh, two months ago and I posted a reel yesterday about weed and spirituality because so many people ask me all the time. Okay. So I've had my experience with plant medicine. I've worked with psilocybin. I've worked with Santa Maria. I have worked in those spaces. I choose not to right now um, because I don't need to, because I believe that if you want to tune into the vibration of anything, you can do it without having to take anything on a physical level. I do believe that plant medicine is a gift and can really help people who are very stuck within their traumas. However, when there's codependency, when there's attachment, when there is a consistent uh, codependency and like addiction to it, then, then that's when it's a problem. If you need weed to be able to channel, you not you don't really want to be in that space. You want to be able to channel without needing the weed. If you smoke a joint and some weed, I don't know, once every three weeks and enjoy it and love it and it's great and you bless the plant and it's your own plant, and perfect, wonderful, amazing. If you need it every day to de-stress from your work, no, that's an attachment. That's a codependency. That's a limiting for you. And um, I was in India last year, um, and I did a little bit of work and studies there, and I studied with and lived in an ashram with the sadhus and whatnot. And what they say, which is also what the Buddhists say, is that the root of all suffering comes from attachment, which to me is very much in alignment because now it can also be very dangerous. Like I recently had to, um, you know, face this thing where I have a lot of people that come to me who go into these spaces with these self-proclaimed shamans who have no idea what they're doing half the time. And now they're giving people these um, very opening psychedelics or plant medicines, whether it's ayahuasca, San Pedro, psilocybin, whatever it is. And then they're not in the vibrational frequency to be able to hold the space. And then these people walk out of it scattered, confused with their channel open with portals on them with entities attachments now they're hearing voices now they can't function normally like and a lot of these people come to me to for me to fix them it's like you go well, not fix because no one's broken but it's, it's all an experience and a lesson but it's like you go into the doctor with a cold the doctor has I don't know tuberculosis and instead of curing the cold he's giving you tuberculosis now you're walking off with the cold and tuberculosis and then you come to me and then I need to I need to you know fix fix um, what the doctor so I think Everything with discernment. If you want to take plant medicine, find someone who um, you are comfortable with, who you know has done the training, initiation, who has the basis. I would also advise against big groups if you know you don't, you're not too sure who's in there because there might be something in someone's field. It might hop onto yours. So ideally, maybe smaller groups would be. Sorry, it would be um, better. Um, again, I don't have anything against this. Is also my opinion, my experience, and. Um, you know, what I work with, but I would say as a channeler in general, you want to be as clean and clear as possible. You don't really want to be putting anything in your system that um, isn't of the highest alignment. I mean, the reason I don't drink coffee is because I used to drink it. And then I realized that I would wake up in the morning and I would actually like really want to need my coffee. And I was like, no, I teach non-attachment. I can't have attachment to coffee. So I stopped drinking it. Um, I was sick for three days. For three days, I was getting like headaches and I wasn't drinking a lot. I was drinking like maybe one coffee a day, um, but I had been drinking coffee for the past 26 years of my life. So it was a lot, you know, so for three days I had like headaches and whatnot. Now it's fine. Now I don't, um, yeah, I don't, I don't drink it anymore and it's not really a suffering. If you're drinking a coffee once a week, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? But if you're waking up and you can't start your day without a coffee, 
then you're limiting yourself, then you have an attachment. So for me, the problem is is the attachment, whether it's with substances, with coffee, with going to the hairdresser, whatever it is, you know, you need to know that you're happy without it. If that's the space you're in, then do it. If you self-assess and you're like, actually, I'm not at peace if I don't have this thing, if this gets taken away from me, I'm going to panic, then you have an attachment problem. Yeah, I really love like the self-inquiry and checking in with the self from that honest point of view. Like, how is this? Is there an attachment present? Because I think it can be present in like the most subtlest ways, but you don't recognize or realize until you bring the awareness to you. And when sometimes life presents different circumstances, that takes things away. And then it gives that reality check to say like, oh, hold on. Like, what is my relationship with whatever it is? So it's really cool the many ways that that can come forward, um, which I feel also supports your ascension coaching, um, having all of these aspects of yourself in alignment in your personal life. Um, so could you explain a little bit about your ascension coaching? What does that look like and how did that uh, arrive for you? Yeah, so I just I just teach what I know. Eh? I don't there's no like um yeah, there's no like, um, how can I say, there's no like one answer. Um, people come to me with different experiences. I did channel a program. So I've got a six week and six month program that I've channeled. But it, that's more kind of like to train light workers. So it's to train people to then go into doing their own energy work and things like that. So that's a little bit different. But with regards to my ascension coaching, um, I just teach people to be in a better alignment, to release attachment. Um, to figure out a way and give them a little bit of structure, whether it's shielding, whether it's setting their boundaries. It really depends to who I have in front of me. Um, again, because of the level of integration that I have with my channel, I don't really like prepare things even today. Do you know what I mean? Like what comes through to me is what is meant to come through to me. And it's the same for a client because I really work hard on keeping my channel clear. When I have someone in front of me, then, you know, I can tune in and be like, okay, like now, you know, we got to speak about this where they ask me questions and then I reply to them. Like sometimes they don't talk at all. And all I do is talk for like an hour. Sometimes they come with a huge list of questions and then I assist them in that aspect. So I do have a bit of a structure that I give them as well um but it it kind of like depends and varies it works a lot on claiming back their own power and on understanding in what aspects and areas of their life they can you know release the attachments or get better or work on in order to be in a higher alignment my goal in the end is to raise their baseline frequency so that they can really be you know in that space where um they are co-creating their own life and experience how long, um, I know you said that you channeled a six-week uh, course, but how long do you feel that it might be necessary to work like with someone during this journey? Does it vary? Yeah, it depends. Um, so I've had clients that have been with me for two, three years. That's generally energy workers. So what they do, I work with a lot of um, energy workers and practitioners. That's like that. And a lot of people in the medical field I work with and a lot of like CEOs and people with like, you know, big companies and responsibilities and things like that. Um, so my, the general energy workers, they'll come to me every like maybe two months or so just for me to clear the system because it's a lot. I also um, have a friend who assists me in clearing my system every now and then because sometimes, you know, that's how it is. We all work on each other. And we all need to support each other. So when you're working, 
working on a lot of people, then you kind of, you know, want to make sure that your system is clean and clear. It really depends to where someone is in their journey. Generally, the people who do the six-week um, program with me would sometimes come back. Sometimes they do the program and they go off and start their own healing business and I never hear from them again, which is also okay. My goal is for the client to not need me. I don't want them to keep on coming back to me. If it's an energy worker, that's different because then they, you know, they're serving a purpose. We all connect and we're working. But if it's someone who kind of like wants to find their way and they're maybe doing something else and whatnot, I don't, I don't want people to need me. They need to be able to go out, spread my medicine, assist other people, do their own healing, find their own modality, find their own way and find their own feet. Um, if it makes sense. So I've also got a lot of workshops that I offer. I've got a workshop where I explain on people how to anchor into abundance and start their own spiritual business, um, how the vibration and frequency of money works um, and all of that. So I've got a lot of different aspects and area that I can branch out on. So it really depends to who I have in front and to how I relate to them. Yeah. And now with the like energy workers or even for yourself, how can one recognize when they need a clearing for themselves after working with a bunch of different people? You'll feel it. If you're an energy worker, you'll feel it. You'll feel your system heavy, you'll feel a bit tired, you might feel a bit groggy, you might struggle with clarity, you'll feel it. Okay. And in your physical body, did you ever um, experience or work through physical symptoms during your ascension journey and the awakening? Or even like when you're channeling, um, any form of channeling, do you ever experience physical symptoms? Yeah, I mean, if you've seen my channelings, I spend half my time burping and coughing when I'm clearing. <laughs> That's what I do most of the time. So the way that it works is because my system, you know, becomes this big chakra and starts clearing and whatnot, the energy needs to be transmuted. It needs to go somewhere. So whether it's like a burp, a cough or anything like that, um, I'll... When there's full moon, sometimes I do big collective clearings. I'll sometimes cry. Um, just like this one time, I cried for about an hour for all the abused women in the world. And I was just clearing some timeline for that. Um, but generally, no, I won't. My physical body won't, unless it's a karmic a contract. So like I, I, I broke um, like a small bone two years ago. Um, and I knew that that was kind of like a karmic contract that had to come through. But apart from that, I'll, I'll clear either like through my light language or through like burping, coughing, through exercise, I will move through energy and through emotions. It doesn't get to the point where my physical body needs to clear it for me because I'm so conscious of my channel and to what comes to me that I'll clear it myself. So I don't have the necessity to feel that pain, if it makes sense. But obviously, like I will sometimes when there's intense energies, like it'll maybe a little bit of a headache um, or feel the ascension symptoms. But to the extent of me clearing physically, no, that's very controlled. Like I am aware of how to do that, if it makes sense. Yeah. So do you feel um, that through the practices that you maintain to ensure that you're always in alignment, that you don't really require a lot of downtime to recoup yourself um, as it's part of like a daily practice? Um, yes and no. So I do find myself sometimes that I need to like rest on a physical level, but with me, it's, nothing is textbook with what I do. So I'll have like maybe half an hour between one client and another. I'll put my head down. I can actually go in and out of sleep. So I can just tell my physical vessel, okay, now you're sleeping for 20 minutes and I'll sleep for 20 minutes and then I'll wake up. And then I'll go and do my client. So it's kind of like 
when I feel that, I know, like, I kind of control that as well. Um, I tend to sometimes I need, like, to take maybe, like, three, four days off towards the end of the month just to clear my mind and off from client because, like, I'm functioning on maybe seven to eight, sometimes ten people a day. Plus, I'm doing all my social media. Plus, you know, I'm I'm doing, you know, the YouTube, the Instagram, all the different channels. It's a lot. I have help now. Like, I have someone who helps me as well. Um, but it can get a lot. So, I find that, yeah, on a physical level, I need to really keep myself very fit. I train, like, between four to five times a week. I've got a personal trainer. Then I do yoga and I go to gym. And I have to keep my physical vessel very fit in order to be able to keep the channel clear, to be able to um, have that kind of energy as well. I do obviously supplement with proteins, um, everything natural. And um, I'm, like, vegetarian, almost vegan. It, it really, like, kind of, like, varies. I don't, like, drink milk or eat fish or meat um, or anything anything like that um so I tried in th that works for me there's sorry I'm just going to give a disclaimer like some people it works to eat meat it's fine I've got no judgment or anything against that just for me as a channel and energy worker it just works better not to eat anything that's like you know density in it um but yeah I would say that I guess even with me it comes and it goes I don't really tend to be sick very often but I will have energetic days where it's interesting um it'll be there'll be a lot of um, information coming through and then I'll have a full day with eight clients and then I'll wake up in the morning and five of them cancel because I actually need to integrate what's coming through. So now there's like maybe only two or three for the day so I can integrate whatever is coming um, for me to, to, to understand or to pick up and whatnot. So it's kind of like I'm kind of taken care of if it makes sense. That's how I feel anyway. Same goes um, when I get my moon cycle. Like I don't really calculate my clients based on my moon cycle. I just, you know, I take the clients, they come in and whatnot. And every time if I get my moon cycle like on a Monday or on a Tuesday, then I will see that day with like, Maybe from like, again, seven to eight clients, it goes down to two or three. And then the next day, maybe it's down to like four and whatnot. So um, it's quite interesting how this, this yeah, how, how, how I feel like I'm very taken care of, you know, which is probably, you know, just part of me from a higher realm that's assisting. But um, yeah, I hope this kind of answers your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's such a divine orchestration, like down to that, like, you know, you could, I'm sure, take the action if needed, if you needed the rest to cancel the clients, but you don't even have to because it's already being orchestrated for you, like for the greatest good, essentially. Yeah. And it really brings forward that trust and knowing that you're always taken care of instead of jumping the gun and making the decision um, faster than divine time is already in the process of making the decision for us, which mm -hmm. is really cool. Um, to bring it back just for someone who maybe, um, aspires or feels the calling within themselves to connect deeper within their own energy work or begin their journey, um, but is living, um, like has like a regular job or isn't in a, in a healthy relationship, whatever the scenario may be for them. Um, any advice in how one can, bring forward more alignment for themselves. Um, I know it, maybe it's just easier to just like drop it all, but for someone who maybe has certain, certain circumstances present that that decision yeah. may not feel like uh, is available. Mm, okay. So one thing, very simple, anyone can do this. Speak your truth, stay in your truth, speak to your truth. 
So this that we have here, our throat chakra, our truth, is the single most important thing for us to get into a high alignment. Why? If we're not speaking our truth, things are getting stuck, emotions are getting stuck. Now they're stuck in the solar plexus. Now it's giving me stomach problems. Now I have all these emotions that are coming up and I'm not dealing with them. So speaking the truth and understanding that speaking the truth is not only talking, is when your thoughts, actions, emotions and words are all in alignment. You say something, you do it. You're doing something and you're happy to do it. If you're doing something like your job or whatever it is and you're not happy doing it and it's going against your will, then you're not in your truth. So what do you do? You switch the perception. You wake up and you're like, okay, like I'm happy. I'm grateful. Gratitude is a really beautiful emotion to work with. I wake up every morning. I sit in gratitude for five minutes. So it doesn't matter what happens in my day. I'm going to be grateful because there's no wrongs in life. I like to see it this way. There's only lessons. If something doesn't go the way you expect it, because you don't really want to have to have expectations anyway, um, then it's not a wrong. It's just a lesson. And then next time you will make a different choice um, within that aspect or within that area. So I think speaking the truth is very important. Um, We, uh, you know, we get brought up, especially in Westernized society with, you know, this consumeristic society where you know women people pleasing and you know you don't want to upset this person and you don't want to say this you don't know say it if you're not saying it you're not only doing a disservice to yourself by blocking your throat you're taking away a lesson from them they might hear need to hear that thing they need to hear you say no to them because that's part of their lesson if they don't hear it from you they might hear it from someone else and it's going to be even worse so really checking in with yourself. Is this in alignment with how I'm feeling? Am I okay to see this person? Am I okay to have this person in my space? Um, do I need to say no to my boss? Is this person taking advantage of me? And then standing up for yourself is really that simple. And once you start doing that, it's not going to be easy. It'll be hard, especially in the beginning. What isn't meant for you is going to start falling away. And it will seem like things are collapsing. Oh, my God, I lost my job. Oh, no, my life. I promise you, <laughs> it's only being removed so that something better can take place. I'll give you this example. I have this client. This happens like so many clients that I've had. But I'll just give you this one example. I had this client. She was... Stuck in this job she didn't like. She was making like reasonable money, but it wasn't in alignment with her. The boss wasn't a nice human and she just didn't like it. And she was scared to leave it because she's like, how am I going to pay rent? What's going to happen? What not? She left the job. She was panicked for about like, I think a few weeks, maybe a month. And then all of a sudden, three opportunities came up. They were so much more in alignment with how she felt, um, with what she wants to be and where she wanted to go. But she took a leap of faith. She trusted she felt it wasn't right for her. I'm having goosebumps everywhere. She felt it wasn't right for her, so she let it go. And that's where the surrender comes in. That's where the divine trust comes in. Um, you know, that's where the, okay, like, the universe is always conspiring in your favor. It's not trying to block you. It wants you to succeed. You're naturally born abundant. You're naturally born healthy. So I think it's just a big perception and mind switch that a lot of people you know, struggle with because of societal construct and programming. I really love your whole explanation just now and um, highlighting the importance of the trust and the surrender, because even though you might be in a situation and you're staying there, even though it's not your truth and it's not in alignment for you, who knows what awaits you if you give yourself that opportunity. And it can be so scary because of the different constructs in place that we feel like we have to be a part of, but it's like the universe, like you said, is always conspiring in our favor. And if we give ourselves that ability to speak our truth, live our truth, 
think are true, like everything you listed, who knows what awaits us? It's so powerful. Like it's, <laughs> and it's so applicable too. So I'm really grateful for that, um, what you have shared. Yes, same here. Absolutely, 100%. I mean, everything you've shared so far has been so so much medicine to hear and experience. Um, but f- to go a little deeper into what you were sharing, how maybe someone um, like is building a relationship with their higher guidance and the difference between when something is a hidden blessing, a blessing in disguise, but it can appear in the surface as um, like chaotic or not in alignment, how can one differentiate when something is actually um, working, like something is a blessing and it's working to create something better, but even in the beginning, it looks like it's not a blessing and staying through the course. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I understand, but why does it matter to know? If you trust, you don't need to know. You're just trusting that what is happening is for your highest alignment. Does it make sense? Okay. Yes. The simplicity of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's really great. It always comes back to that. Um, because my question was stemming from like when the back and forth comes to the mind as to like, Oh, is it this? Is it this? Is it, but it's like, who cares? It's not necessary. Check it with yourself. Is it in alignment with my truth? Does it feel good? Does my heart feel into it? Is it a passion? Is it something creative? Is it going to bring me joy? So that's all things and questions that you can ask yourself and say if you are going down the right direction. But again, there is no wrong or right because if you go down a direction and it doesn't work, then it's an experience, is a lesson. And then the next time you'll go down another direction and whatnot. So um, I guess if I guess, yeah, does that answer? Yeah, absolutely. I guess my question was really coming from like the example that you gave of your client who left her job that wasn't in alignment for her, but she was in a panic for a few weeks in that space. Sometimes how it can be like, oh, did I make the right decision? You know, um, those kinds of self-doubting or fear-based concepts that can come forward, but staying the course long enough to be rewarded um, with opportunities that are in alignment. I think also like, oh, go ahead. It just comes down to trust. Yeah. It just comes down to trust and to it's trusting and not knowing, which is the hardest thing. Yeah. Cause that's what I was going to like, um, elaborate on is that I think even up to like the moment before you make the decision of surrendering and, and releasing, letting go, um, a lot of past moments can come to mind like, Oh, I've been here before or, Um, what am I going to do to not be here again in the future? But those are really like the human mind concepts trying to find answers where it's like, if you do dive into the unknown, which is, it could be a scary place because you don't have the, the exact knowing that you're seeking. Um, you will have to have that trust, like such a deep trust to, to lead you and take you. And then also like be patient with yourself, waiting for whatever is waiting for you to be received. Yes. And I think the more you trust, the more you get shown that you can trust. And then the more you kind of keep on trusting, if it makes sense. So it's a a kind of like, you know, sort of like a wheel, a circle, like you trusting and, you know, it comes out and it's positive and it's working. And then, oh, okay. And then the next time you're like, okay, maybe I should kind of trust again. And it builds that sorry, it builds that spiritual strength and that trust within yourself and that connection within yourself and that 
connection with the universe, which is you, because we are all part of source consciousness and we are all connected anyway. So whatever you're doing and putting out in the world, in your spirituality, and it's stuff that you're putting back into yourself as well. So why would you want to go out and put out, you know, negativity or things like that when you can literally like, you know, work with unconditional love, compassion, um, and understanding towards others and really towards yourself. Yeah, it reminds of instant gratification. Like when you're if somebody's practicing manifestation and then there might be like a waiting period, but once it actually does come to fruition and it happens, the person can get so excited and then they're like, oh, I'm going to manifest something else. And then they'll have another, um, it'll happen. And then it'll start happening quicker and quicker because they're receiving that reward. But it's really like in that waiting period that you could lose like the courage or the you can get um distracted or discouraged and that is what makes those cycles I feel like continue like until you really hold on to the trust yeah it's just a matter of aligning with the timeline I think all the timelines are possible and they all exist I mean the timeline where uh us three girls are sitting in the same room talking also exists do you know what I mean? They all exist um, in different, uh, you know, in, in, in different in different space-time continuums. And as you work on yourself and you raise your vibration, you align with timelines that are better for you, or that are in a highest alignment, that work out better for you. Um, so it's the same with the, with the manifestation. I think when people understand that they're not creating things out of thin air, they're just aligning with the timeline where that thing already exists, it makes it easier because it's a lot about the perception. Like people, if you don't believe in it, I mean, it can still work. Like you can, you know, move into a space where you've aligned with something because you don't have attachment to it. That is also one of the most important things. You can't really manifest anything if you've got attachment to it because attachment comes from a space of lack so if you're from a space of lack then you're in the polarity which is pushing away what it is that you want so when it comes to manifestation it can be quite tricky the way that I understand how it works and how I you know um, kind of teach it to people is really aligning with zero point neutrality which is a vibrational frequency where you know you meditate and then you get into the space where um, you're everything and nothing you know you're, you're neutral and then you align with the emotion that whatever it is that you want to get gives you so that you align with that timeline. And that's how you manifest in the quantum realm because you can, I mean, there's, I think, what was it like the, the secret or something? There was this one thing that they said, you know, you write it down and it's easier. You can manifest in third dimensional density in reality, but it's a lot slower. If you learn to manifest in the quantum realm, you can align with a timeline where the thing is already there. And as you were saying, it's a lot quicker. And then the more you do it, the better you get at it. And then you literally start co-creating your life. And then, you know, but that's when you need to really understand how to stay in integrity. That's when it's like, okay, like now I'm doing this. Now I'm now I'm working with the system. Now I'm manipulating the energy and, you know, manipulating in a good way. I don't know why that term manipulation has like a negative connotation but it's actually just a word you know um and 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 you know and then that goes into the space of again you need to be really really careful and conscious of what it is that you say you do because when you're working at those levels if your vibration drops then you manifest in chaos like you're manifesting positive and love and whatnot you can manifest the chaos so it's yeah it's kind of like with responsibility as well <laughs> Yeah. And how can someone um, like check in to make sure that they are operating from that space of integrity? Okay. Um, you mean as in when they're working on people or just in their own 
experience? I would say both, like in any sort of capacity to making sure that it's always in the highest form of integrity. Okay. So, okay. So first of all, are you doing it for the right reasons? If you're doing it for yourself and for your ego and for your own gratification, then you're not working for the highest integrity. There comes a point where you either energy worker, where you understand about kind of like, it's kind of like the, the, the merging of consciousness. So you understand and you come to a deep heart rooted understanding that everything is connected and that you working for something that goes beyond your individual and selfish needs. When you are anchored into that, then you know that you're working with integrity. If you're still working through ego, if you're working for personal gains, if you're doing energy work for money, um, obviously there needs to be some kind of exchange because it's energy. But if you're just doing it for that and not to actually assist and help people, then you're not working in integrity. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things and a lot of people, they don't realize, they don't understand. They are still, you know, trying with their intentions and whatnot. Um, it's actually quite a thing in the community right now that a lot of people are, you know, doing energy work, but they're not like qualified to do it. And then as I was as I explained earlier, you know, it brings um, kind of like division, confusion and separation. Um, but I just think, yeah, if you understand that, you see things through the heart and you go back to your heart center and you go back to the compassion, to the unconditional love, then you can't really go wrong. Yeah. It's always, it's always cool how, yeah, it circles back to the heart and the space of love, like the energy of love. Yeah. I love that so much. (laughs) Um, Which brings me to new earth. Um, Can you elaborate? Cause I know you've spoken about it um, here and there on your Instagram And I would love to hear your take on ascension and how it correlates with new earth and kind of what is new earth and how can we ground in and welcome in new earth into our personal lives to amplify the collective. Yeah, sure. So, I mean, from what I've channeled, we've already entered lower tiers of fourth dimension, positively polarized earth, which means that we are, you know, going to where we're supposed to be going um, on a collective level. On an individual level, it's different. Everyone's experience is different. So we're not all going to be entering some other different fifth dimensional density that is completely different from where we are now. We're still existing in the here and the now. So it's kind of like understanding how to live your existence in that vibration, but still being anchored in the 3D. So we're moving all together. We're raising the vibrational together. The planet is doing its own thing. Mother Gaia is doing its own thing. The humans are doing it their own thing. And then they're kind of like working together as well. Gaia is clearing her own karma. Gaia is also going through her own process, her own understanding, her own releasing. You know, so um, I've I've channeled Gaia consciousness a few times, and um, you know, it's 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 kind of like yes, we're working together, but we also all working, you know, in different ways. Some people are choosing to leave. Some people are like, okay, like, I don't want to stay here for the ascension process. I'm leaving. They're taking exit points. There was a very big portal over um, the earth in the in January and I think middle of February. I think it's closed now. And a lot of people chose to leave. There were a lot of sudden deaths um, of people who, like, you know, they, you know, accidents or things like that. I saw it, you know, in my circle of friends and speaking to clients and whatnot. That's the nice thing with me. Like, I speak to a lot of people every single day. So I can actually see these um, collective patterns and things that are happening and going on. And there's like, <laughs> it's so funny, there's like weeks where like everyone's having like, um, you know, no hunger. 
no one's hungry and everyone's eating is 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 weird, you know. And then there's weeks where like um everyone is struggling to sleep and the astral space is mad and whatnot. So I think in my opinion, it's like the best thing that we can do for the ascension, for the awakening, and for humanity is to hold our own vibration and be that beacon of light and lead by example. So when you are working in your own integrity, in your heart center, you're holding that vibration of unconditional love. And then even by just being yourself, you are assisting others. You don't have to be in energy work. You don't have to go out and do actual healing on people to help in the ascension, to be a part of it and to, you know, and to work enough is just really doing your own work, working on your own traumas, um, wanting to be the best version of yourself, you know, and in that way you're holding the light us and the people listening to this and the people who are here, we, the people who are in front. So we kind of like the ones walking and paving the way for the others. Um, you know, who then going to come along and whatnot. So I think it's important for everyone to understand that you don't really have to do much. Just hold the vibration of unconditional love, work on yourself, be a nice human, be in compassion. And um, and that way you're going to be great and walking into 5D and new earth and everything will align for the best. Yeah, and it highlights the connection that we all have as being one. Like, we come from the same consciousness, we share the consciousness, and that's why the greatest gift that you give others is giving yourself, like, taking care of yourself, because in that, like, in you bringing yourself into alignment and in you operating from that space of unconditional love, integrity, truth, you're allowing others to reflect that back and that's how like for me my personal um, belief is that that's how we all together continue stepping into this new form of earth and this higher consciousness yeah <laughs> I'm just taking it in <laughs> no, no I totally agree exactly <laughs> it's so great um, I was going to ask you because you had mentioned a little while ago about um, breaking a bone that you knew it was part of a karmic. Um, how can you recognize when something occurs that is tied to a karmic contract or some sort of karmic cycle? Sure. Okay. Um, that's a very good question. Thank you for asking that. But generally, whenever you're breaking something, it's karma clearing. It's through that kind of like physical breakage and pain it's releasing um my experience was very different to what you would have your stand let's say i'll give you an example of a standard experience um you are playing volleyball you break your fingers um in a past lifetime you were tortured and your fingers were cut off by breaking them you're clearing that lifetime you're neutralizing that karma you're releasing it you're letting it go and then your fingers are fine and you carry on with your life so that's kind of like one example of how it can work. Um, I think some of these experiences, again, we pre-contracted um, to have, um, but we can always choose to align with different timelines. So in my case, my experience was necessary because it actually involved, so it actually involved freeing part of someone else's soul, which was trapped and connected to mine. And through that experience, 
of that soul, that part of the soul that was trapped there that this person had to recollect to be able to reach the full potential within this lifetime. Um, I had to go through that because I had contracted to be guardian to this person. So it was connected to someone else as well. It wasn't only my own experience, but this isn't really the norm. Like generally it'll be more straightforward, like, you know, you're breaking your leg or, um, you know, or you're having, um, I'll give you I'll give you an example. So I have this is so interesting that this came came through to me now. Um I actually have this friend of mine who was they found out he had cancer when he was like 17. And he was in the hospital and they said to him, No, you need to do chemo or you're not gonna live until for the next six months. I can't remember what I don't know if it was like leukemia or bone cancer or anyway, it was all over his body. And when he was in the hospital, he had this experience where he was sent back in the astral space, so in his dream, in this timeline where he was, he had come back from the war, his whole family had been murdered and he hung himself and he went into that experience, he cried and he released it and whatnot. The next day he went for his scans and his cancer was gone and he knew it and he said to them, I don't need anything, I'm going to go by. And now he's okay. He's like in his thirties now, sort of thing. Um, so, and this is someone that I know. Like, this isn't a friend of a friend or someone you know who made this up like through other people. This is someone that I actually know uh, personally. Like, it's, it's a friend of mine. So, um, yeah, we we contract these experiences. Um, they make us stronger. Again, to me, my knowledge of the experience only came to me after. I was kind of warned to an extent, but also I was supposed to go through it. Um, if I would have been warned, then I would have made different decisions and then I wouldn't have gone through it. And then it would have had to happen in another way, which would have been more complicated and whatnot. So um, it was part of, you know, what I had agreed on. But there is always free will and there is always choice within that as well. Um, but I think, yeah, I think. It's kind of like an easy way sometimes to clear karma, you know, and to clear timelines, um, like clearing them in the astral space because there's no limitation of time. So you can clear them very quickly there. And then sometimes we are not doing the work or, you know, we're not listening. We're not in that space where we, okay, sitting down, listen to my body, understanding what is coming through to me and whatnot. We're too busy. You know, we we think we human doings, not human beings. Sometimes we need to just stop and be, not do, 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 do. And then when you're doing too much and you're not taking care of yourself, then the universe is like, here, now you have to take care of yourself. Now you need to stop. Now you need to think. Now you need to listen. So they kind of happen for different reasons. Um, it's just, yeah, different experiences, different people, different lessons. Yeah, I think that the story you shared with your friend, um, that's so amazing. Like, it's so, so cool how that can work. Um, things from that have happened in previous lifetimes show up here. And then it might be like a turmoil experience or something that we feel isn't for our greatest good. But again, it circles back to um, trusting and then everything having a reason and a purpose. And it's like, that's such a miracle and such a blessing, that story. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, let's say if somebody taps into a past life memory that's tied to some sort of like karmic cycle um how and I'm trying to word the question properly but like how 
uh, or what advice can you give in terms of the person like believing the story that they're receiving um, and it being differentiated from a form of imagination? Okay, so if we start to think that we are all part of source consciousness and we all come from the same thing, we all have access to everything. So we all have access to all the different and parallel timelines. So if you're saying kind of like in the astral space, then yes, you can kind of co-create your own experience or you can have, you know, these karmic experience and clear these timelines and whatnot. Um, why would it matter that much to have to differentiate? If you're living an experience, then you're supposed to be living it and you're neutralizing and you're clearing it. If you're living a co-creation of your mind, which would be in your astral space, then for sure that is also serving some kind of purpose, whether it's releasing your own trauma or your own experience or something else coming up, which isn't necessarily directly connected to what you would define a past life experience, which is also in a parallel timeline, which is also all happening at the same time because time in the quantum realm is fluid. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it would make that much of a difference. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. I, and I'm asking the question from the point of view of someone, but of course, like everybody's at different places in their journey and their beliefs. But it was coming from somebody who could possibly say like, oh, like you had this memory of a past life, like that's just your imagination speaking. So like trying to different or bring light to like differentiating oh, okay, that concept. Okay, okay. More practical answer. Okay. So if you basically, if you've lived something, you will know, you will remember the emotion of it. You will remember the touching, the feeling. You will remember, it will be more embedded in you. You won't be detached from it. You will, like, you've lived, you'll know. You'll know. It's like when you wake up from a dream and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, that was surreal, surreal, surreal. Or when you're like, I don't know, running away from your ex boyfriend, you know, and then you wake up, you're like, oh my God, that again. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like a, it's a knowing. But people need to understand this is very important. The clarity of the information of your channel, of whatever it is that comes through to you, is directly proportionate to the depth to which you have met yourself. If you have confusion within you, the messages are going to be confused. If you don't know yourself, you're not going to be able to receive properly. So it comes down to knowing yourself and understanding yourself in order to know and understand the messages and what is coming through to you. So does this answer better? Yeah, that definitely answers better. Because <laughs> I was like, I was just thinking of moments um, in the past, like sharing past life stories with others. And they're like, oh, like, that's not real. That can just be your imagination. Like you're making all of that up. So it was like, you know, how can somebody, because I don't, like, I don't comprehend it that way because I, like, fully believe, like you were saying, like, it's an inner knowing, like, the feeling is there. So I've never had that comprehension from, like, that point of view. But I was thinking it would be beneficial, like, if anybody's listening that might question it, like, how they can navigate through that. Yeah, like, the relationship with yourself mm -hmm. and entrusting what comes forward as the relationship with the self grows. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense because it all like begins with the self. Yeah. Exactly. And um, to compare where you are now to where you were um, before arriving to this aligned life. Um, how can, how can one kind of like, um, 
how am I trying to word this question? Like, how has it impacted you, um, the journey to kind of have the lens that you see life through now based on the journey that you've gone through? Does that make sense? <laughs> I'm not sure if it's an abstract question. Yeah, sorry. Can you can you just re rephrase that for me, please? Yeah. Well, to simplify, like, how has the journey from where you were before to where you are now has impacted the way you see life now, and okay. um, based upon like how you once saw life? Yo, everything's better now. <laughs> Everything's nicer. Everything's better. Um, there's trust, you know, as we said, surrender, trust. And um, there's a lot less suffering because there's no more attachment to what would be uh, something that isn't from a highest alignment. Um, there's obviously also healthy attachments. So like, you know, a mother to the child or whatever. Um, so it's easier for some aspects um but for other aspects as i mentioned earlier it requires a lot of discipline um you to an extent and this is for my line of work you progress as much as you're willing to sacrifice so there's a lot of things that and this isn't for everyone not everyone you know wants to become an energy worker and channeler you can live in a good alignment and 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 not be that um but I would say, yeah, I would say that um, my life has changed in really beautiful and positive ways. It has been challenging for some aspects, but um, I always really trusted things to work out, I guess, from, you know, as you were saying, that inner knowing of yourself and to anyone who is struggling right now and is in a space where they don't know should they go forward and or not or this or that are they moving backwards you're not moving backwards if you're making decisions and even if you're just living life day by day you're always moving forward you know progress isn't linear especially when it comes to like ascension and awakening it's not like a straight line you go up and down and left and right and backwards and then one morning you wake up and you're like wow now I've made a different decision six months ago. I would have acted differently and reacted differently. Now look at me, how I'm reacting. So that's what kind of like you need to measure your progress, not on a day-to-day -day basis, but like, where were you this time last year? Like, and look how far you've come. And even if you're in the same place, that's also okay. I promise you there will still be something that you would have learned. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you kind of got what I was trying to ask because you like, it's, it speaks to the question that I was asking from the point of view of someone who's on the journey to kind of give them some foresight as to what's to come um, in the future. Maybe they are in a tough space or um, like lack that kind of perspective in a practical way. Yeah. yeah. It's empowering. Like what you shared, it's very empowering, empowering and motivating because like, even if you don't feel that progress is being made, like you said, it's not linear. So it can be something so small, like how you react to something that you once would have reacted in a totally different manner. Um, and we have a few questions, a, a few closing questions that we like to ask all of our guests. So do you have a favorite quote or a favorite mantra? Um, 
No, not really. Would you like me to do um, an energy clearing? Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. I felt it in my hair. My hair was like. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I generally close off podcasts or interviews just with, it won't be long, like maybe a few minutes or so, but just with a little bit of energy clearing. Um, But do you want to finish asking me the closing questions first, or do you want me to just um, open channel for a little bit first? I think we can flow with you. You mentioned it. It's the perfect time. Okay. Okay. So you can close your eyes and anchor into your body. Find a comfortable breathing rhythm. With every inhale, you breathe in light. With every exhale, you release all that no longer serves you. As you relax your body, relax your system, feel into your heart center. As we call on the Archangelic Collective, Michael to the south, Uriel to the north, Raphael to the east, Gabriel to the west, we call on Archangel Metatron with his blue cloak of protection from above and Sandalphon to seal the grid from below. Call on our higher selves, our spirit guides, anyone else who wishes to be present. For the greatest and highest good, you're welcome in the space. Remember to listen with your heart. Not with your mind, allow for the codes to come in, anchor within your system for your highest alignment. Kara ishero to kumara trieta kiero to kura isira takra, nrea te kuro, triatik ayashina taka, tien marie to kura triasira tikie to kunara tries maritik ero tirashira takra, nrio to clean releasing, 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 releasing. Releasing, releasing, opening, 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 opening. You might feel things releasing from the solar plexus. Opening, 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 letting go, 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 clean, releasing, releasing, releasing. Releasing all programming, all structures, letting go, letting go, letting go, opening, 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 opening into more light, divine rays coming in, anchoring, 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 anchoring into blueprint structure, opening, 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 tuning, 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 system. As you open up the heart into space of love, compassion, compassion, rainbow rays coming in, anchoring, 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 aurora rays coming in, anchoring, 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 clean, releasing, 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 tuning, tuning the throat, releasing, releasing, clean, releasing, 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 opening, opening, letting go, 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 Codes of love coming in, anchoring, anchoring, anchoring. Codes of knowledge, 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 understanding of self, more understanding of self, more understanding of universal laws and structures coming in, anchoring, 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 pushing through, pushing through, pushing out, 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 all that no longer serves you, letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, letting go, clean, releasing, 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 more light, more light, anchoring, 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 divine rays coming in, coming in, attuning, 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 okay, clean peripheral, clean, releasing, 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 yeah, 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 yeah,
Rising, rising, anchoring, anchoring, anchoring. You anchor into the heart, into your space of love, of compassion, towards the self. Universal understanding of self. Tapping into the sovereignty, into the I am presence, knowing you are protected, supported, guided, guarded, anchored. Now and through all of space time. Trusting yourself, trusting your instincts, going back to the heart, to the compassion, to the empathy, expanding into the oneness, letting go of judgment, letting go of guilt, letting go of shame, letting go of resentment, anger, fear, pain, some of you might start crying, it's a very nice heart expansion, grief and emotional loss we allow for universal unconditional love to come in and flow through our system to the heart to the throat to the heart to the solar plexus to the root grounding anchoring anchoring rising 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 closing Ceiling, closing, ceiling, closing, ceiling, anchoring, anchoring, anchoring. Taikero ishira tikiro motoro kuro ishira takiera takra. Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Takoro triya takiet mara yetokura ishira takra. Okay. As you gently come back into your body and anchor back into your physical vessel. Grounding back in the now, in the body, in the I am presence. You can choose to stay in process. Whenever you feel ready, you open your eyes and ground to your field. Wow. wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Yes. Thank you so much. My heart is pounding. It was, it started beating so fast. And then I got this like really sharp pain in the, um, what side of my body is this? My left side in the back. And then I felt like something like burst and my heart just like kept going like really fast. And then it started to slow down. And I just feel like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know how to even describe yeah. I feel so zen. Like I have no words, no worries, no thoughts, no heaviness in my body. I started sweating. Like I'm wet. <laughs> my underarms are wet. <laughs> yeah. My heart space felt so illuminated. I actually saw like um 
what could be like electricity kind of looking, but like in a purplish kind of color in my eye, in my mind's eye. And just such a peace, like no worry. I don't even know what yeah, I was worried about processing before. Processing for a while. So even for, you know, everyone who's listening, you'll be clearing and releasing for a while. Um, maybe a few hours, maybe even like a day or so. Um, but yeah, everyone um, integrates differently. There's no, again, there's no right or wrong. Um, some people feel physical things. Some people, you know, a lot of people feel very like spacey after it. That's why I generally do it at the end of like um, interviews or things like that. So then you can just go off and stay in the process <laughs> a little longer and just like sit in that, oh, you know. Um, but yeah, this is the power of light language. It is the new technology that's coming through. Um, and it's really, really beautiful. And yeah, if like, you know, the listeners want to connect, I don't know if you can leave like my website or just a link to all my work. Um, I do activate people in light language as well. I do clearings. Um, and it's always nice to be able to kind of feel it a little bit before, you know, so that if it is something that aligns, you know, with your vibration, then it's a very, it's a very powerful healing tool. And as you said, some people will feel like, you know, cords releasing or things coming up or things coming out of your head. Like I started really overheating as well, because it's obviously functioning on my system as well as I'm channeling. Um, so, so yeah. So thank you for sharing the space with me and for having me on your, on your podcast. Yes, thank, thank you. you so much for taking the time. I actually do have a quick question. Yes. Um, one is, what do you feel is the purpose behind those who are coming um, forward with their light language? Like, what is the purpose for um, us as a collective to experience this new technology? And um, I know from based off the experience we just had um, that you um, have an understanding of what's being brought forward in terms of being able to translate it into like a a human language like English um is that something that you like feel inside to know what it means in a regular language so because of the way light language is structured it cannot be translated verbatim to English so when I'm speaking English I'm speaking English when I'm speaking light language I'm speaking light language so Language, like we know it, is a man-made construct. Like language goes beyond that. So it's an expression of the soul. So it cannot really be translated word by word. You can have a feeling of what you're doing. Like for me, because I've been channeling for so long and my channel is integrated. Now, you know, you see me and, okay, she's doing this, she's saying that and whatnot. But most of the people who do channel like language, they will have like a feeling, a sensation. Some people sing it as well. Um, it's You can express it in writing and whatnot. And it's literally the new healing technology that's assisting us to heal, to open up, to connect to connect to ourselves, to show us parts and spaces of ourselves and for expression um, to help us to express ourselves. So everyone has their own kind of like imprinting because everyone is their own, own soul. But because we are all connected, we can all resonate to it to an extent. You can resonate more with one person, less with another one um, and whatnot. But I think the more we channel it, the more it comes out, the more we will learn and understand about it um, and the more it will help and assist. Thank you. Yeah, we'll definitely make sure to have all of your information in the show notes for anyone who's listening. Mm -hmm. 
And I just feel called to share like anybody who may have been receiving like codes or hearing things or anything like that, that doesn't know exactly like what's going on or feeling comfortable with it, you know, like, cause it can feel very foreign the first time that you channel and actually allow yourself to release it. Like just go with it. Don't hold yourself to any standards. Don't have any judgments against yourself and just be free. Like allow yourself to be. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, it just, it sounded ridiculous. It was like a blabbing weird sound. Um, and then it expands and trusting yourself and trusting your channel. And the more you work and work on yourself and the more, again, trust yourself, then it's going to anchor in. So yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Is there anything that you would like, um, the listeners to know, um, about you or a message that you would like to share before we close? Yeah, I think, guys, just trust yourselves and you powerful, infinite beings of light. You can really do anything. You can be anything. Don't feed into, like, oh, is this, like, my soul mission? Must I do this? You can do anything you want. You can become anything you want. Don't get attached to wanting to find out what direction it is that you're supposed to go because you are a divine being and you can really choose and co-create, you know, your future and your life and what direction it is that you want to, that you want to progress. And yeah. And just always go back to the heart. If it feels good in the heart, then it's good. If it doesn't, then walk away. Yes. Althea, thank you so much for all the medicine you've shared, the energy, the clearing, everything. Um, like Deandra said, we'll make sure to link all your information in the show notes so that people know where to find you and connect with you. And we send you so many blessings. Yes. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself Space, space to flow. flow. <laughs> oh, Peace out, family. family. <laughs>